Oh, I didn't even consider a triangle. Mm-hmm. And I love the triangle because it's the strongest shape, you know? You know, I feel like that's come up a bunch of times recently. And in- Yeah, structurally, triangles. Yeah? They make the world not go round because those are circles. <laughs> but they make them stand up. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Amrita and Andrew. We're on a podcast journey to find our way through freelance life. If you're thinking about taking a leap off the beaten path in any part of your life, our inexpert advice is don't think twice. If you had told me this time last year, mm-hmm. you had told me you're going to end 2020 in a cottage by the sea in yeah. Cape Cod, I would have been like, you are on crack. Mm-hmm. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. The, so it's kind of weird. view it's, of the ocean. It's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. Yeah. A view of the ocean from, from this window. From this very um, window. The sun has set behind the clouds in this in cold, winter. windy day. Yeah. A couple of nights ago, the wind was just... Like I've Out never experienced. Never, was, I couldn't sleep. It was so windy. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it felt like. It felt like it must feel. Well, how I imagine it must feel being at sea. Like a nor'easter at sea. Yeah, or something. it's like the a salt wind, wind coming off the howling ocean. and whistling and knocking at the windows. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's been really like interesting and moody to be here during. Oh, yeah. This time of year the and off like, season. It's all foggy and misty some mornings. and um. When the wind's not blowing and I have my windows open at night, um, I can hear the waves. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, you can kind of hear them down here, too, in, yeah. the, in the downstairs. There's a downstairs and an upstairs. It's yeah, like, what a- are we, like royalty? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have learned being back in a two-story house that it's not for me. Yeah, well, so... You have have seemingly learned a lot of like what's not for you, which yeah. is something I wanted to talk about. But um, but let's return to that actually. Okay. Um, so I would I just want to hear your impressions on Cape Cod. Like, what are your feelings? Did we even talk about? Have we even talked about like why we're here? No. No, I guess we should set it up a little. <laughs> a little bit. Okay, so um, we wrapped up our time in Detroit. We had no plan. Uh-uh. We left Detroit without a plan right. of where we were going to be. Um, the idea was just to spend another two months writing in a different location, like a quiet place to write, and um, and we have like a, a lovely setup where we're working part time mm-hmm. at a candy store. Where we are. I really wanted to say working part time to five and time, <laughs> um, but uh, it's very like very romantic and the setup like in the sense that it feels like it's the the setup for a Hallmark a Hallmark Christmas holiday movie. movie. Yeah, um, which unfortunately has not yet um, yielded any fruit. Thinking oh that, God, no! Yeah. No, <laughs> when they say off season, they mean it's off season. Off. It's pretty. <laughs> there's like no one, and there's like a surprisingly few number of like handsome heirs 
to fortunes who are occupying well, there's a like empty surprisingly houses. Surprisingly, few and, number of people who aren't either twenty years old or hundred years, sixty old. years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also a pandemic, so it's not like we're you know. Well, it, no, I know obviously hanging but, out with people, right? Of course, of course, right. While Cape Cod's much, not much, it's different than I thought it might be. Yeah. Okay. So tell me your tell me. Your but version. we can get to that. No, that's later. what that's what I wanted. If to we've know. sufficiently set up that we are now in Cape Cod, working at a friend's candy, candy store shop. three days a week, a couple, yeah, with just like a few hours, the loveliest a week. people. It looks amazing the way they dip their hands into the chocolate. Yeah, just, everything's hand dipped, yeah. so it's like these big drums filled with like warm chocolate. Yeah, dark, and they always have two, milk and, and they're just white. churning constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's very beautiful. Actually, it's mesmerizing. Um, so yeah, so there's like a lot of expertise to that, but um, we are, you know, temp workers, obviously. So we're boxing things. And yeah, time putting bows. together arrangements. I actually really, I actually really like it. The, that part of like, so I'm. I'm pretty much exclusively like arranging things in yep. little boxes and putting stickers and ribbons and bows and <laughs> um and uh it's it's satisfying so the idea for like in the abstract was just that like oh, okay especially considering like the schedule that we had in detroit where we were like writing every day every day for hours like it was like a work day we yeah. sat down to work every day and like just writing for like five six hours yeah. at a time so um, the idea being that like that doing something that's like more um, physical task would be like mm-hmm. a nice way to break things up, and I think it really has been it has been like a nice opportunity to get some deep thinking in, mm-hmm. and then like while doing something else in a way that like it's so nice to just not look at a screen for several hours, yeah. and I think that gives you a different type of thinking. Um, the time here has looked a lot different than our time in Detroit in terms of like yeah. having that sort of very different the churn of of finishing something um which i think has been like in serious like on more serious note i guess like has um was like kind of a mental adjustment for me but i'm actually really really enjoying it now that i've settled into that like you know because obviously sort of the first month of our being here was like taken up i mean not the first month but the you know like a lot of brain space for the first for a couple weeks was taken up with like election anxiety yeah. and sort of this like doom like doom scrolling and um and like really like it took up like a lot of a lot more time and and mental space than i had anticipated and it was just really hard to like be to think about like creative mm-hmm. work um but I, I but so that aside but i feel like once i've kind of just like reset my expectations of like that um you know we had something that we very specific that we wanted to get done while we were in detroit and we got it done mm-hmm. so it made a lot of sense to have like the schedule we had but it's like oh like productivity is such a trap mm-hmm. sometimes and um there's not really an inherent benefit in in churning out, churning out stuff because it's not like you know not yet anyway we're not getting paid per page we're not yeah. getting you know like there's not a, a meet there's not a proportional return on what we're putting in so it's like when we're starting something new like we're starting something new right now it really pays to like give it a lot of time and space to figure out what it is we actually want to do make sure we're really like into the idea mm-hmm. have a really strong sense of what the idea actually is so it felt, feels like this time has been a lot more kind of like dreamy 
than mm. I thought it was going to be. It was, it's very like dreamy. It's like I'm just spacing out and, um, and like in that sense, I feel like it's been kind of perfect because it's, there's, isn't a more kind of like dreamy setting to be in, mm-hmm. um, to just kind of like spin out ideas and like, you know, like I said, like, like we said, we're like right here on the beach and we've had a lot of days we've been able to take walks. I mean, Cape Cod is just, just lousy with nature trails <laughs> really yeah, beautiful walking trails yeah and and like these incredible like marshy like sea marsh landscapes that move from forest to beach to marsh like all pine in one hike forest. it's really beautiful yeah um cedar swamp yeah like like that was one of my favorites like really spooky misty swamp <laughs> yeah. yeah so um yeah so it's, it feels like it has been really like kind of a dreamlike couple of months here that's that's kind of my impression on it but what were we saying but what were we saying oh yeah you were saying that, that cape cod in general like general impressions general impressions has not been what you had imagined about like cape cod to be Is that what yeah you're saying? yeah I, uh i mean it's not wildly different but it is different in that um it's not as quaint (laughs) as i might have imagined as Mm -hmm. i did imagine not that i had an unrealistic expectation that was going to come to some sort of like otherworldly (laughs) quaint place i didn't i didn't (laughs) Um, and I I've think traveled what enough. You're responding to is that it's a little bougier than maybe you. It's had. a lot yeah. bougier. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it is, it's so much more of a vacation. Like it's a tourism-driven. Dr- I guess that's what area. it is. Maybe it's not even that it's a lot bougier than I thought. It's it's that I'm coming to it, and I have been to Cape Cod in the summertime, so mm-hmm. I do have a little bit of a reference. But I'm coming to to a town that I haven't ever been to mm-hmm. in Cape Cod. It just feels. Uh, it feels a little strange, a little strange. I mean, there are these huge vacation homes that are mm-hmm. mostly empty. They're not all empty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are people around. So every yeah. other home seems to be empty. And uh, never lived in a vacation place, so the energy mm-hmm. is shifts dramatically. Yeah, when there's no one around, and it feels like while we're not very far from downtown, we have to. We have to drive there, certainly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it and being by the ocean is beautiful, and where we're staying is beautiful, and you know the homes are beautiful. To me, it has a very suburban quality to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That well, shocks me. A bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So more importantly, though, is I think this sort of daily revelations that you've been having about. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're into about you know like you're like somehow like being away from new york city well so i guess the the biggest thing is just saying that being away from new york city is like oh i love new york city yeah it's the best and you know never having been those people that are like new york is the only place um it's kind of like oh well you know it's not the only place but it maybe it's kind of the only place for me yeah (laughs) in my heart in in the united states (laughs) in the united states for sure yeah um so kind of just like being away and being like oh the type of rhythm of life that you like the type of um interaction with the world 
Yeah. I think it's like, it's like New York is an American city is the most dense as we know it, you know, all the, everyone knows what New York is like, but, uh, moving away, getting away from it for a little bit, getting a little air. It's like, wow, the, the effort that it takes to do everyday things outside of New York is just has to be more purposeful <laughs> and different. Yeah, which is it's also funny because like there are certain things that I think of as being so much harder in New York. Absolutely. But like even okay, so we're in this two story cottage, right? And mm-hmm. it's a, it's not a big house. It has three bedrooms in it, but it's not like big. But it feels enormous mm-hmm. and it feels inconveniently enormous. <laughs> it's way too big. I don't know why someone needs two floors, a floor on top mm-hmm. of a floor. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you leave your water glass downstairs. So you have, have to go get it. More than once, been like, I would be so much more comfortable if I was like wearing socks right now or something. Um, but my socks are upstairs. Yeah, I, just... I can walk up like all <laughs> twelve of those stairs. <laughs> it just feels absurd. <laughs> so, um, new ideal on homes is not a house. Yeah. <laughs> Apartment living is for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, have, I've tried to wrap my mind around the it's like suburban living and in that so much that I understand if you're going to be rural outside of a mm-hmm. city, you're going to be rural. And I, and I understand that there's a certain space and breath you get out there and there's a way that you can relate to the earth in a different way. And you probably tend to, to your farm or homestead or or just like having a lot of space most of it untended you don't usually if you're living in rural space you don't have huge lawns or whatever right some do and obviously i understand what it's like to be in an urban place but to be in a suburban place where you are (laughs) simultaneously having to beat back nature Mm -hmm. constantly constantly so that you can quote unquote enjoy your yard and space You know, it's yeah. like, uh, and people be like, well, crazy. I enjoy jar- yard work. I enjoy getting out and doing something. And it's like, well, like, well, first of all, I don't follow you. Mm-hmm. On, and, yeah. that, like, <laughs> and also not to be rude. I really enjoy like, getting out. I really enjoy yeah. putting on my shoes and walking to a mm-hmm. park right. that has been tended to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> by, by other people. Okay. So walking to the park to that point of walking to a park of like shared outdoor space. Yes. You had another, like, a step further where it was like, I, in my future dream home now, yeah. which is now a dream apartment, <laughs> yes. with people all around me, yes. very close to me, because, yes. like... I have very specific criteria for what I want. Which I think are much more specific now than yes. they ever were. Yeah, yeah. So, so lay it on me. Well, what were you going to say about the Oh, park? I was just going to say that, like, you went a step further and said that you wouldn't even want a balcony no, in no, your balcony. home, like, any, like, outdoor space in your apartment, because you'd rather have to leave your apartment for certain things like yes. going to the park going to socialize yep. doing all these things that are like you know outside of your space and right. that your home is for like what is the purpose of a home it's not for for it to meet every single one of your needs um, for all different times it's to you know yep. for like, me it's not yeah for no, me no, yeah, right, for you. it is at, to the point of we were just talking about my curiosity about suburban living is you know <laughs> why do I feel so sad and lonely when I'm 
mm-hmm. living in a suburban town. Like, my mom has a beautiful home. I would be sad and sad there. My yeah. brother, you know, while he lives in a little bit more of a dense neighborhood, still, still the same thing. And I wouldn't want a balcony in my house because I want to. I want. I want to have to draw myself out. I know myself well enough to to right. know that. Right. Like, a little bit of a personality be, thing in yeah, that sense. Yeah. But, yeah. It but is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to draw myself out to be in a public space where I just because just like seeing people live life. Mm-hmm. Um, is makes me much happier. Yeah. So, yeah. what are your specific? I mean, needs? if I was if I was to, <laughs> right to, to to recruit a real estate agent to find me a part an mm-hmm. apartment, okay, if we're being like really specific, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like I'm gonna I want an apartment. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm don't show me a brownstone because I don't want to deal with the basement when it gets wet, mm-hmm. and I don't want to deal with the fence when it falls down. <laughs> So I want an apartment. Uh-huh. Uh, I want it to be uh, on the second or third floor mm-hmm. because I do not want to be a slave to the elevator. Mm-hmm. I might use it sometimes, but I like to, you know, I like to, if I forget something, I just want to be able to pop up the stairs. Right. Um, I want it to be bright, but I don't want it to be too big. I want the kitchen to be small and in a separate room. Mm-hmm. Um, no, none of this open concept. I don't want nonsense. open concept. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want central air conditioning because I don't like central air conditioning. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, <laughs> your your views have gotten so much more specific over the last like month or so. I know, right? I feel like South facing windows. Like if you told a real estate agent that, they would just think it was the funniest thing ever. Because like. It, it's like so opposite from I'm sure what they a hear a lot. Like I want a huge kitchen, big island, open concept. Like outdoor space would be great. Yeah, lots of amenities. Um, uh, small bedrooms are great. I don't think people need big bedrooms. Um, and then close to walking distance from a park. That's great. And of course, public transportation. Yeah. So I'm ready to, at, at this moment in time, Yeah. I feel excited to figure out a way to be back in New York full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for, I mean, I'm not like rushing to have that happen. Like we're not going back there, you know, next month, mm-hmm. but um, eventually like figuring yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. To yeah, make yeah. that happen. So, um, and we and I wasn't sure, you know, that that was going to be the case. But yeah. like being away, I'm like, yeah, can't wait to get back. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think also makes the adventuring away feel more exciting. Yeah, I, I you know, uh, and and just something else that occurred to me mm-hmm. is that um, I've become more aware of my carbon footprint, the waste. I produce mm-hmm. and the reason you know I say like oh I want a small kitchen I want like smaller spaces is because that while it's a necessity in New York to make the most of your space mm-hmm. um, it also has unintended consequences where it's like you can't have multiple of one thing because you can't fit it so mm-hmm. you have one thing and you make things work you have like you know your storage containers that you use over and over because they fit and you can't buy new ones because <laughs> there's nowhere to put the new ones yeah, you know and yeah, there's it's like a good and bad thing sometimes but i understand yeah what it mean. can be frustrating mm-hmm. um 
but like, you know, we have to be pretty much everywhere else we're going to be. We need a car. And like, I'm always like, I hate driving. Mm-hmm. I hate getting into a car to go do something just to come back. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a waste, not want, not kind of um, mentality. Yeah. So uh, I, this is a totally different, like a little bit of a different subject, but um, you were saying that you were, you've been in a good mood the last couple of days. Yes. And you have a silly reason for it. Okay. I was like, what is the, what so, is the reason? Okay, so um, part of me telling the story requires us to reveal what, what's, what our next step is, which is I mean, not that it was it needs oh, to yes. be a surprise. Oh, yes, let's reveal. Let's reveal. pull back the curtain. So we had the same, we had the same sort of thought process at the end of Detroit where it was like, where, could, where do we go? How long are we going to be there? Is it like a temporary thing? Like, mm-hmm. is a, do we sign a lease somewhere? Do we think return to the, the option of buying something? Like, yeah. well, you know, we've kind of taken that off the table yeah. by, by this point, unless it's in... New York and like and it's so funny because we've been making so many of our decisions based on like what's like what are uh, this like complex matrix of like of decision making Mm -hmm. and how much sense it makes and why and what and like you know costs and all these things and of course all those factors still exist but then be to be like okay well actually we're just gonna make a decision based on like what seems fun fun exciting like we'll throw out ideas and the next day it's like oh that one that one feels like that one feels fun that feels fun yeah Yeah. so we did that again and uh we landed on uh we will be in new orleans new orleans in january and february because it's a it's a city that is that is lovely and walkable Mm -hmm. and temperate Mm-hmm. so and if, of which there are many but it seems like the most exciting and it was like you asked me and I just this really like got me it was like well where would you want to live but not forever yeah, <laughs> like for I really want to be there but I don't want to like move there yeah I think um, <laughs> and uh, this totally like would be top of that that kind of list yeah um so, uh, so I'm excited about it, you know, being, I'm excited being in too. the wintertime yeah. and down there. And um, so we'll be able to be outside, you know, mm-hmm, walking. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of parks there and that whole thing. While, right. And presumably know, the, we won't be able to do a lot of like, right. you know, any indoor anything. Right. Um, unless like vaccinations move at a different pace than we could imagine. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a place that we could enjoy the flavor of outdoors yes without having to like really you know any any colder weather city would be sequestered we'd inside be, yeah we'd be stuck inside. wouldn't get to really yeah. know this <laughs> so you know now it's time to uh investigate uh new orleans read about the history of new orleans all that all mm-hmm, that and so mm-hmm. the best i thought the best place to start um that research that investigation is okay. where i think any one of our age would naturally start, and that's by rewatching the real world New Orleans. Oh, oh my God, are you kidding me? No. So, <laughs> wait, I I was like hanging on to the sentence <laughs> because I was like, where is this gonna go? Like, he's listening to he's listening to like Dixieland jazz. He's no. listening to like you know Preservation Hall brass band. No, he's watching. I'm watching Julie the Mormon, Danny the Gay oh, Guy. My, I'm sure people remember. God. Yeah. So wait, wait, you've already started this. Yeah, I'm on episode five. Oh my god, okay. I'm dying. Okay. So let's uh, put a little spring in your step these last so, couple days. So, 
and I have a few thoughts about this. First of all, it's it's really put. I am so delighted right now. I can't even deal. <laughs> it's really uh, put me in a really good mood because it's like mm-hmm. a little nostalgic kick, mm-hmm. right? What um, year was that season? They filmed in January. They started filming in January of 2000. But okay. I didn't realize, you know, because because we are who we are in 2020. I was like, oh, this they probably filmed this over like two months. They actually lived there for six months. Yeah. Because this was yeah. a slower time. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they, they had jobs. They like, had jobs. They had jobs. Right? They, like, they gave them like, they actually had to like work. Yeah. They worked at a, a, a cable access channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Danny also was a... A bartender at a gay bar um but uh it's so one is the the shot of nostalgia Mm -hmm. um but two and two it's uh an interesting way to look back at reality television before it became (laughs) like focused on competition Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the editing choices the storytelling choices is all very different Mm -hmm. um it is much more honest about i mean it's fully contrived right uh right. you know producers and, and whatnot but um, like any like any reality show yes but uh but much more just bald in its execution <laughs> okay uh, in, in that first of all the producers aren't trying to orchestrate the the full-on drama that is that is today i mean it is just like Oh, we'd like to see you guys have experience dating people in the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and like clearly they say that that that's why they're all like out, like trying to meet people right. to date. You know, right. so they the cameras can follow that. But they're not beyond that. It's just sort of like benign dating where they either decide they like the person or they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's really sort of quaint in that way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Cape Cod is not as quaint as you expected, but you know what does lift up to its quaint. Real world New Orleans. Real world New Orleans. Um, also, all the cast members are very normal. Mm-hmm. It's also <laughs> interesting to watch something that you watched 20 years ago when you were, you know, 14 years old, let's mm-hmm. say, 13, 14. And, uh, you know, these were like adults doing like adult things in like a, you know, place. This like exciting place, and then to watch it twenty years later, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but just see it from a different right. Uh, and you're like, also these people angle. are children, <laughs> and to be like, these people are children. <laughs> um, there's something about it, I, I, and I haven't fully thought through it, but there's something about it. It's like feels therapeutic mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like returning to like something that you like you can remember if you remember how you were when you were 13, 14 and you remember like how you saw the world or what you thought you Yeah. You were trying to put the pieces together. And then at like yeah, 34 like, to watch it and grade. be like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. Uh, this is like wow, I've changed. Yeah, yeah. And your world like the show is didn't totally change. different. <laughs> yeah. My but my perception and my the angle that I'm watching this that has completely is changed. Delightful. That is really delightful. I'm trying to think of well, I, I first of all I love that this is where your research of New Orleans went because I was fully expecting you, no offense, but I was fully <laughs> expecting you to lay something actually kind of more boring on me. <laughs> where you're like, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll I've get really there later. been I've really been delving deep into the history of the Louisiana purchase. And yeah. Right. The fact that um 
that your explorations have led you to this um, to, more to, recent to <laughs> artifact of New Orleans history is truly, truly a delight. I encourage people to return to it. It's just like, really? <laughs> it's like, wow. And Danny, remember? So remember Danny? And then I do he, remember he, so Danny, actually. He was the gay guy who had the military boyfriend, uh-huh. which he had, he had started dating three weeks before the show filmed. So. Yeah. Oh, three uh, weeks? Yeah. Uh, and they had to blur his face, you know, because it was no, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. So I watched, started watching the premiere, and I'm like, oh, you know, and they're gonna, you know, what's gonna happen? They, this is an example of different of a different <laughs> era. They do not tease it, but for three minutes, mm-hmm. and the pilot episode, mm-hmm. the first episode, you meet the boyfriend. His face is blurred. He comes and visits. And I was like, that would not happen. The first episode? episode, I was like, that would be like episode six. There'd be five teasing episodes before they would let that guy come in the house. How long is this? I think it's 20 to 23. Yeah. Oh, it is. But over six months worth of footage. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a lot longer. But they let his boyfriend visit like the first week he's there Mm -hmm. or the first few days. Mm. Anyways. Shockingly different standards for reality TV <laughs> story construction, <laughs> and like the the sexism that exists mm-hmm. in twin in in two thousand that there that are, is not called out by the cast members to each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one scene where this guy who everyone's like, he's so cool. He's like, uh, he's like really hot. He's cool. <laughs> Name's Jamie. Mm-hmm. He's not that hot, and he's definitely not cool. <laughs> Uh, but but <laughs> everyone in the house are like, he's, he's fine. He's sitting in the hot tub talking to them. He's like, you know, girls, there's only, you know, there's only two types of women. Oh, and like they Jamie. let him go on this, this, yeah. this, you know, monologue about the two types of women mm-hmm. there are in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and like he returns to it like again and again. I was like, really? Wow. This is a, like in 2020, those that, that wouldn't have that. And he would hot definitely not conversation be like, wouldn't he wouldn't be portrayed as being the hot guy. No. He'd be like, get this douchebag douche out of bag. our hot yeah. tub. <laughs> Which is great. Because that's like, you know, as much as we're like, oh, like everything is in the shitter, you know? Yeah. You're like, progress is possible. Yeah. <laughs> Just go watch some old reality TV. <laughs> So the question is, what are the essentials that you need in this type of nomadic life that we are living right now? So say you're hopping from Airbnb or short-term rental to short-term rental. That's right. What things do we recommend that you pack with you that that enrich your life beyond belief? Right. And we're not just talking about essentials, not talking about socks and underwear. No. Uh, like what what are those things for you? So I gave this a little bit of thought, mm-hmm. and this is what I have. Okay. First, and I know you agree with me on this because we've had this direct experience, you need a good speaker. A good speaker. So a you actually speaker. need two. You need one portable, battery-powered, rechargeable Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. That will be your satellite thing for when you go places. Go places, picnic in the park, you're on the beach, mm-hmm. you're wherever you are. You need one speaker that is good good like good so we have a google home max so it's it's a it's, it's actually shockingly very very good sound quality it's a smart speaker which is really nice too because the smart speaker settings travel with you and i have mm-hmm. some particular things that are set in there so as, as soon as you connect it to 
Wi-Fi, you can give it the same commands that you would have at home. Yeah, and it has it. The sound quality is really good, and the importance, more so than the smart aspect of it, is that it has a really good low end. Yes. On the speaker, because you can turn the low end up all the way, and then turn the treble down, and then you can have the volume down lower. So this is a pro tip. If you have, if you're able to mess with the levels on your stereo, and you find that's hard to like. Either you are hard of hearing, it's hard to hear people in conversation at home. Just turn your bass all the way up, turn your treble all the way down, and then you can turn your volume down. And you have and the impression of having music. You still enjoy level. your music, but it, the frequency is going to not hit your ear at the, the, the same place that the human voice will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we have the speaker has great low end. Yeah. This has been this has been I think for me like the number one convenience. Yeah, because yeah. because <laughs> you can't you know every Airbnb will have a television and they'll have internet and whatnot, but they're not gonna have a, necessarily a stereo system. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to. I mean, I guess if you don't like music, then just ignore that tip. <laughs> my third and item. Who are you? <laughs> my third item that we've learned. Third. Uh, yeah, so two speakers. Oh, two speakers. Yeah. So okay. one yeah. slash mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. one one A. The next item mm-hmm. uh, is a, a knife, which we mm, did have to purchase in Detroit. I was going to say that. Yeah, like a sharp, good kitchen knife. knife. Now this does seem like kitchen knife, not a pocket knife. We're not like <laughs> this isn't wilderness. We're not bear grills or anything. <laughs> what? So that you can whittle yourself. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, this, it's worth clarifying. No, we are not survivalists. Um, this is a very urban to suburban at most yeah. uh, list. Um, yes, a sharp kitchen knife so that you do not slice yourself yeah. trying to. For all the reasons, you need a sharp knife. No, it's just so satisfying, and like I didn't. Really, I mean, I'm so I'm such a like a moron in the kitchen that I like didn't really realize how much this would be a valuable addition for our life. Yeah, because again, you know, Airbnbs don't typically have the best cookware. Sometimes you, you, you get lucky. And most things you can muddle by, yes. like not having the right size pot or pan right. or like utensil, but like you can't really get by without having a really without good knife. Without a knife. knife. Yeah, so. so take a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if we're still in the kitchen, there are two things that you should always travel with. You do not want to be caught out in the rain. Wine without. opener. Um, oh, I was not. I would oh. add that to the list. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say a bag of coffee. You mm-hmm. need to travel with yes. all the time because yeah. there's just morning one. You don't know what you're going to be met right, with. and you can end up in places that don't have stores that are open when you get in at night. Mm-hmm. And don't have stores that are mm-hmm. open when you want to get up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, also, always travel. I would say tea and coffee, but yeah, coffee. Is no, not tea. And we have our own tea. Yeah, well, we do, but we're. Yeah, but that's extra. Yeah, it's because you're you're a coffee person. A tea would be easier to travel with because yeah. you throw a few bags in your backpack. Yeah. Anyhow, coffee. Uh, a jar of peanut butter because you really don't want to get caught out with a sugar, pro- blood sugar problem. Oh my God, this is, well, you really ha- did put some thought into this. Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. We actually did travel here with a jar of uh Almond butter. So, yeah, Sorry. almond butter or peanut butter, uh, and all natural, so you don't have to put it in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So you can just travel in your car. And then um, and then a bathrobe. <laughs> bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was The thing say, is, you need to make your... These places aren't plush, generally. Well, that to that point, 
what you left off was that we brought with us some throw blankets. Some throw blankets. Some like really, really, really fluffy like microfiber throw yeah. blankets. And yeah. that has been, so it's, for me, the speaker is number one and then the blankets are number two. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's been the number of times that I've just settled in on the couch, gotten cozy under this blanket and been like, Thank God. Thank you to past us. Future, like present me, thanks past us us for taking care of us. And like we, we ordered one in Detroit. Yeah. And then brought one for my parents. And it's just like been the greatest. Just necessary. Because there aren't throw, there weren't throw uh, blankets in Detroit. There aren't throw blankets here in Cape Cod. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, it's a little bit, it's a, it's an extra. It's not a necessity in a rental house. So you don't typically have them around. Yeah. Um, but it is adds to that sort of the plush. Like, what what are the little things that are portable yeah. that can make you feel like you're living a more yes. luxurious life? Yeah. I have two more bonus items. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a candle, a scented candle. So yes. if you have a favorite, mm-hmm. bring it with you, definitely. That also works if you're just business traveling at a hotel. Oh, I love that. It's really nice. That's a really nice idea. It's a really nice idea. It's a light one and you don't feel like <laughs> If I ever travel for business again, <laughs> which I hope I will. <laughs> and then my last one is something that's, that's uh, particular to me probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, portable uh, lighting solutions, oh, i.e. lamps yeah. of some yeah. sort. Mm-hmm. So I really overhead light. You end up so, at these places with like fluorescent that lights. Like, su- like it's such like a like i don't know i don't know what even the word is that i'm grasping for like ridiculous yeah. but, but I, I love like a good lighting solution and you are somebody who's just very conscious about it and i feel like i'm not that conscious about it until a better solution <laughs> is on. presented and then i'm like how did i live my life in this lighting fully harsh, transforms the space fully tra- like just recently you scavenge some lamps from someplace and set them up around the downstairs. And I just feel so much better. I feel like my quality of life is improved. Like right now, like look at us. Yeah. Look at the yeah. soft glow. Right. This is everything. Right. Like we could be just sitting under the harsh overhead lighting of this kitchen table. Kitchen table. Yeah, it like really we interrogating changes. It really changes things. Yeah, and the last thing you want to be is is traveling around where you feel like <laughs> you know there are so many things changing and you have to adjust to so mm-hmm. many foreign things, and that you're sitting in like a prison cell, like about to be interrogated or right. something. Right, little pieces that are that are home creating in yeah. a temporary place. So if you can create a mood, and the easiest way to create mood is a candle and some lighting and a throw blanket. And your audio. It's really very sensual. This is a very and your, sensual and your yeah. list. <laughs> and throw on a bathrobe. I love this. This is good life hacks. <laughs> I guess what we're trying to establish is what what, what extra makes, things do you bring to an home? Airbnb <laughs> that are easy to pack that you yeah. can bring with you that, mm-hmm. that create a, a homier feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think that's great. You bring your music. You bring your, your soft, fuzzy things, mm-hmm. blankets and robes. You bring mm-hmm. your smells. Mm-hmm. And you bring and, your lighting looks. you bring your lights. <laughs> <laughs> and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and a knife. Because you might be somewhere dangerous. And mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there might be someone in the closet. Check under the beds. Oh, God. We have a basement, which I'm really scared to go into at I'm night. I'm not scared. Really? I, I'm not. 
I just feel like you are you keep needling me about it and then that makes me feel weird about it. Yes. If you're not scared to be down there, why are you paying Because me? I mean Nobody, I don't know. I don't know. I have no answer for you. Okay, you know what? Fine. I'm fucking scared of the basement. Yeah, apparently. well, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just don't understand what the, the self sabotage is that I have around things that are good for me and then, like, not doing them. Like, I know the things that I need to do to, like, keep my sanity sanity and my health and my wellness and all these things. And and then, I don't know, there's some sort of little, like, like little troll uh, in my brain. Is that's it like, a troll or it's just life? I mean, you like, you know, you fall off eating, eating health. Perfect. It's good to know that you have the tools to get back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you were. Yeah, same with like exercising and exercising my body and my brain. I know we both started started uh, back in sort of a routine. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to stick to it and really trying to. I just hate being disciplined. I think, <laughs> but it's so good for you. You know what? I'm like I hate I hate uh, working out. Mm-hmm. I don't hate physical activity, but I do hate working out. I hate working out. And uh, and I guess someone would say, well, you just need to find the right thing. And it's like, well, I've tried a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think fundamentally I know that I'm working out, so then I immediately this can't wait I'm for saying. it to this be over. I'm, I'm just being, I guess I, I started this whole conversation, this whole line of thought because I'm curious about what people th- are thinking about when they're working out. People who are like, don't mind it or even or enjoy, enjoy it. it. Like what's going through their head? You know, I've asked runners i i you know what what's going through your head you know and she said oh you know you just you're just running you're just out yeah. there just running mm-hmm. i was like but but what is <laughs> but what's actually going mm-hmm. through oh you're just like you know th- i never got a good answer so basically if there's anyone out there listening who enjoys working out and can answer the question what they're thinking about. Yeah, but you know what? If the answer is that because you get such a euphoric high... I don't want to hear and it. ...and a surge of <laughs> serotonin and dopamine, you can keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Because that, that ain't happening. No, it's, <laughs> it's that's not a real. lie perpetrated... By the fitness... By the fitness com- industry. industry. Anyway. Yes, no, I have a very... I have a very shitty attitude, and I know that that's my problem. But it's like, how do you fix a shitty attitude? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, how do you what solve a problem do? like Maria? Exactly. Yeah. I was supposed to turn my frown upside down. Like I think you are. I think that's. I what know, but like, how <laughs> do you do? Like, how do you do that? Like, literally, how do you do that? So maybe that's the answer that we're looking for. Not just if you have a good time working out, but if you are able to put on a happy face, let us know. So it was like, how do you explain TRL? to like a 14 year old yeah. today so there was this show if you wanted to hear a song you had to so get this you can't hear a song <laughs> unless get, someone you, somewhere else decides to, to play, play it, it whether it's on the radio or whether it's on tv you can't you can't just have an on-demand song you so so pay, suppose you want to watch this music video you can't just go online and look it up on youtube you call a number using a landline telephone
or you request a video that they will then maybe play tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, the next day, if enough other people also called the number and asked to see Did the same video. Did you ever call the number? No, never. Mm -hmm. um, to, so if enough, enough people called the number, then the next day you would get to see the thing that you requested. Yes. Not the same day, not no. instantaneously. No, no, no. 24 hours wait. later, yeah. <clears throat> like not being able to see something. Oh, what was the other thing? We were trying to, we were trying to be like, how would you explain MTV Spring Break? So this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. Mm -hmm. Because this is this is just of an era. Because we looked it up, and it actually was a period of not, not very long. many years yeah, that they did spring break. Yeah. But but somehow it feels so like like seminal. It is for you know our I mean? for, for this for like micro spot. generation yeah. of people. Yeah. It's, it's of elder millennials. I just I have so many memories of it. Yeah, like it, it felt very formative, but it, yes. but when you look it up, it actually was only like they only did it like for a few years. Yeah. So yes. So what did they do? They went. It's like okay, so get this, like <laughs> this network chooses a town to have like spring break a beach town and then they build a stage and then a bunch of like 20 year old college people like get really wasted and sloppy and then all of your favorite artists show up on the beach <laughs> and they perform and but there's like wet t-shirt contests and then all the vjs oh you don't know what a vj is like <laughs> asterisk we'll get to that later <laughs> stick a pin in that like but when do you tune in it's like yeah when do you tune in like was it on all day I think it was basically on all day. I think it was day. on all day. That was part of the, the part of the experience yeah. was that it was just happening in real time somewhere. Um, things that are happening with the kids these days, the the the, <laughs> the TikToking mm -hmm. and the way they talk to each other on social media, the way social yes. what social media is, and like you know when you're young, you're like this is. You're young, so you're like doing the, the cool, like young, new thing. But when you get like a little bit older, you're like this is just like this. This is like pri this is like fundamentally the same thing that we did, just put in a right, different. Right, right, right. And then when you get old, you're convinced that like the kids aren't all right and have like completely like. And that they're not just doing playing out the same dramas that you did. Right. Like. And it's like no, they're playing out the same dramas on TikTok that we played out, you know. Over I like text how we're talking about selves of the old people. I'm I, I'm talking about like yeah, the like yeah, boomers. that the people before that played out, you know, on their phone, you know, landlines mm -hmm. talking to each other on their bed. You know, it's like mm -hmm. yeah, same. It's shit. really no different. Yeah, this is like a little bit of a pivot, but like we were talking about how how like people older people these days are the biggest danger to society. Yes, because of their credulousness. When it comes to online, I know this is like a bit of sorry, like a bit of a subject change, but uh, but I do think this is a really interesting thing that ha that is re does relate in terms of how savvy kit like younger people are, and it's like if you always grew up with the internet, like yeah, there's some like doom saying around like that, and it's like yeah, the, the social interaction is fundamentally changed and like whatever, and kids these days will never know, like blah, 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 whatever, yeah. whatever. But like, they, if you grow up on the internet, you have a better understanding of like what's real, what's not real, like what, you know, how to be more kind of critical, I think, of what you see. And because like older generation, people older than us, like our parents' generation. Baby so, boomers, Yeah, are so like n much more new to it in the scope of their lives that like 
it's like they're the dangerous ones because they'd have no concept of how to like vet i mean your mom will ask you like fact check you know (laughs) she doesn't go around spreading anything but and she's very smart but it's like you know she has she's on these like sort of group chat threads with like other like her friends or whatever or like you know or just like a wider group of people that are more in the boomer age range and then she'll like send me something be like can this be real and i'm like no it's a hundred percent not real like this is like a like either clearly photoshopped or like just google googled up this person and you can like within literally 10 seconds verify that they never said that thing or they never appeared on that whatever or that it's like spliced together or whatever it's just the credulousness is like so mind-blowing it's like no of course it can't be real of course it can't be real and the fact that you're even asking that should be your first indication that like obviously this isn't real if i have to even ask that question yeah and you know they confirm whatever they want to find i mean that's the scary thing about the internet as we know you know type it in and some asshole will have said it it's Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. cheese is the reason covid exists you know whatever and uh (laughs) as far as it comes to the internet the kids are kids are all right Mm -hmm. now where i think the kids are not all right Mm -hmm. referring to the real world new orleans yes bring it back baby bring it. what you will notice is that and i mean I'm a person who doesn't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. These 20-year-olds seem far more mature than 20-year-olds today. Okay. I would like other people to watch it. Confirm or deny. And confirm or deny. Come back In to me what with some way? hot In what way? Uh, how are they more mature? Well, first of all, the situations that they're in, mm-hmm. natural situations, not the ones that have been, they've been put in situations, but it's like, pseudo awkward situations just mm-hmm. first time doing something or going on a first date or having a slightly uncomfortable not awkward uncomfortable conversation with someone face to face they just well but i think that's just i really do think that social skills are something that is eroded for not just for 20 year olds it might right? be social skills like really for, what i'm saying when i say for maturity. people in their 30s like our our age group yeah. too that like life there's so many Situations, sorry, not real about this, but like, there's so many situations now where we've removed the necessity to talk to people in person, and we're like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah, I don't have to like go talk to this clerk to find out where the thing is in Home Depot because there's actually an app yeah. now where I could take a picture of this glass right here, mm-hmm. and then it will show me on the like it will like scan the picture, it will show me where they have it in Home Depot, which location, where in the store. You can pre-order it. You can for pre-order pickup. it, and then just like go there and and you know if you even go there, but. The point is, it's like it's like, oh my god, this is so great. We've reduced all the all the human interaction, so I never have to have an awkward conversation where someone either doesn't understand me, or someone disagrees with me, or like, I just have to like, you know, yeah, whatever. So, I agree. with So you. you'll notice. I mean, not that I'm you know, pushing the real world on everyone, you are. but yeah, yeah. You are. <laughs> but. But uh, to realize that these people are, I think Julie, the mm-hmm. Mormon, is mm-hmm. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all, some of them weren't even drinking age in that show. Yeah. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, more mature than many than that, you know, 20 year old, <laughs> I would expect a 20 year old to be today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you.
like for you to um, give us a little bit of a taste of your accent work because that is something you put a lot of work Pedophile. into. Pedophile. Wait, how does it go? Pedophile. 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 Okay, so that's basically the only word that Andrew's perfected. Um, so yeah, we were watching a show and for some reason that was the one word that stood out to Andrew as being said yeah. in a very... They also say yogurt as yogurt. 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 Sort of. Yeah, I can't even. I can't, I can't do, even it. do it. I mean, I mean, in truth, you and I are terrible in accents. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, so we're, we'll come back to you when we have a few more words in the arsenal for yeah. our British um, accents. I'm also trying to learn Cape Cod. Cutting your eye teeth on a few. Yeah, years. you know, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, we live near Yarmouth. Yarmouth. What else do I say? Harwich. Harwich. Lobster. Lobster. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's a storm, Nam. It's a storm, Nam, in Yarmouth. <laughs> but see, really, I just pretend I'm JFK. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Cliff from JFK. And I said, it's a storm, Nam, Yarmouth. <laughs> I like how it gets more Kennedy-esque. And like loud and like nasal. I, with my friend, we got from the library, the Stowe Monroe Falls Public Library in I don't know or maybe my friend had a library card there i don't know so we went That's there it. because she had never had not returned there. she was um, well, banned from the kent library well th- that's very much where this story is going <laughs> <laughs> so uh it's not even really a story but mainly that we rented out a like cd set yep to listen to in the car as we were driving around because you know suburban teens yep. of our age group so oh, wow, you're trying to tackle Scottish them all. Scottish and Welsh and Irish yeah. and, you know, different, like, I guess, you know, like, in yeah. England, there's all, all sorts of different Cockney and Northern. Manchester. Yeah, exactly. Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. and whatever. And, like, well, I, I think our plan was just that we were going to, like, go into, like, a store yeah, like, yeah. in Ohio and just, yeah. like, like, blow people away with our Irish accent work. Um, we did never return the CD. <laughs> And I've never been back to the Stowe Public Library since. That's unfortunate because there's somebody who to this day is on a waiting <laughs> list for a CD set. <laughs> to learn their dialect work for a... We write, produce, and curate as VJ and Stevens. And you can subscribe to Don't Think Twice anywhere you listen to podcasts. Normally, we'd be working on a whole slate of live events in New York City and across North America, but 2020. We're currently living nomadically, writing and pitching our scripted works for television. You can learn more about us at vjandstevens.com. That's V-I-J-A-Y and Stevens with a P-H. We're at VJ and Stevens on Instagram, and our assistant Susan is still learning how to use Twitter at Memos from Susan. <laughs>